network but we thank you for uh, your feedbacks and thank you uh you had over a thousand listens and i mean that's that's great uh it, it, uh, what's more humbling for me is that uh, about 33% of our listeners are in their 60s. Uh, I mean, it's so humbling. Thank you, Sars and Mars. Thank you, our fathers and mothers for uh, tuning in, always listening, and thank you for your feedbacks. I really, really do appreciate it. So let's go straight to business. Uh, Esther chapter four, and that's what we're doing uh, today. But let's say a word of prayer uh, as we go ahead. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for being our God. We ask, Lord, that uh, you open our eyes and our hearts to understand your word tonight, that we'll be blessed and everyone listening uh, will be changed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's quickly go to. Um, Okay, just having a bit of a glitch. Okay. Okay. Apologies. Uh, okay, so let's let's just go straight to the point. Uh, Esther chapter four, uh, verse one. Esther chapter four, verse one. So I'm, I'm going to be reading. Um, the new uh, the new living translation i have uh, both the amplified uh, version and the new living translation um here so let me let's i'll, I'll just read from chapter uh, verses one to four then we'll come back um uh, and explain uh, some things from those verses so um uh, verse one when Mordecai learned about all that had been done so what had been done uh was um remember in chapter three that was the the plot of Aman. Uh, that was when uh, Aman just plotted that he's not is is going to kill this guy because uh, he refused to bow and wave and do rankadidi uh, as they do in some in the part of, in this part of the world in some part of the world. Uh, that means uh, your excellency or something like that. So because just because someone refuses to hail you, uh, because someone refuses to say hey or guard the top or whatever, uh, it's not enough to uh to only sack them from work or or transfer them or you're going to kill them i mean how atlas can be people be so when Mordecai heard about and the guy uh wrote a letter with his king signature uh and 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 shared it across all region all their provinces and regions uh so when Mordecai heard about this uh he put on uh uh, uh, uh and let's just read to verse four uh, and i will explain some things so he, he tore his clothes um, in mourning and put on sackcloth and ashes and went into the center of the city, cried out loudly and bitterly. He went only as far as the king's gate because no one was to enter the king's gate dressed in sackcloth. Each, in each and every province, the decree and law of the king reached. There was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, wailing, and many lay on sackcloth and ashes. Verse 4, when Esther's maids and her eunuchs came and told her what had happened, the queen was seized by great fear. She sent garments of clothes to Mordecai so he could, so he would remove his sackcloth, but he did not um, accept them. Okay, so let's just quickly uh, do a bit of a recap uh, or just uh, uh, some analysis about this. Uh, the whole chapter, the whole of, of, of chapter four, uh, I'm going to be discussing them under five uh, uh, major uh, topics or subtopics. Uh, number one, uh, the lament of the Jews. Uh, the number two, um, what ha what transpired between Esther and Mordecai. Number one, Esther uh, inquires into into the case and receives the exact thing that happened. You know, unlike some people who just uh, one of the lessons here is that we don't just jump into conclusion before we act. Wisdom requires you to go deep and get the exact thing that is happening. But we'll go into that. Uh, let me not jump the gun. And then uh, Mordecai, of course, uh, asks her to uh, uh, intercede with the king. Um, then number three, 
Esther objects it. I mean, we looked at we look at why she had to object it and what kind of law the king um, they, they, are, they have in that kind of a province. Uh, then Mordecai pressed on, and number five, uh, Esther uh, went to do what she wanted to do, even at the risk of her life. And we see how this uh, affects us uh, as Christians uh, uh, here, and we see how how God actually uh, works out the deliverance of his people so verses one to four um general sorrow uh, of the jews mordecai weeping bitterly renting his clothes uh, the jews across all the provinces uh wept and, and things like that so uh, that was just what happened in verse one and uh, also verse two um actually um one thing here we should know is that mordecai was proud to associate with this unpopular um decree publicly of course he knew that yes uh it was because of him uh, some other people have hid their faces in shame and things like that but yes even though it was mourning it was it was it was nobly done publicly to know that yes i am still for the for the righteous cause and that's one lesson um Learn there, and uh, for us to also know that Mordecai was not a man who uh, uh, who, who likes to break laws or break decrees. Uh, there was a law that nobody gets into the king's palace, nobody enters the palace with sackcloth. He obeyed that and stayed uh, outside the palace gates. So, now for you to understand that Mordecai was not just all about disobeying rules. Uh, because he didn't bow to Ammon. We, we said it last week that the reason why he's doing that is because it is against his customs and the worship of Yahweh, of God. Um, the Jews believe that the only person you bow to is God. So he wouldn't compromise that. And in our in our day-to-day work, in our, in our offices, in our businesses, there may be things that, that will make us to want to compromise our faith. Not because we want to really be uh, disobedient or, or, or disloyal, but when there's there's a saying, is a common saying in, in theology that when culture meets, there's nothing bad, uh, there's nothing wrong in obeying culture. But when when scriptures clash with culture, culture bows. There's nothing wrong in. I mean, this is how we do in this part of the world, and you just do it. But if it contradicts the scripture, that culture should bow. So the same thing Mordecai was doing here uh, in the case of Haman. Uh, it is against the script. They are they, they believed then as Jews to bow for anybody aside God. So no matter what is going to happen, it's not going to compromise that. But I mean, wearing sackcloth and not entering palace was necessarily not uh, an anti-Jewish thing. So that was still okay, and and, and he nobly uh, obeyed that. Uh, so now, and he kept his, his distance. So all the Jews, point number two under that one is that all the Jews, of, of course, they were wailing and they were fasting. And that shows something, I mean, that shows, in my opinion, that's something great. It, when things were, 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 I mean, there was no hope in, in front, I mean, there was no hope in sight. And the first thing they were to do was to fast. It's not as if they were, I mean, immediately it was by default that, oh, we're going to fast, we're going to pray. Because they, they understand that God is a prayer answering God. The God they serve is a God that answers prayers. Do we have that kind of response to things? Do we have a response of straight to prayers? The Bible says, let's read it again, verse three. Verse three, um, it says, and when the news of the king's decree reached all the provinces, there was a great mourning among the Jews. They fasted, fasted, wept and wailed, and many people laying ball up and ashes so they forgot comfort they went into fasting mode immediately this should be our response this should be the response of a believer to trials to, ten, to, 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 to temptations we go straight on our knees we go straight to 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 wrestle that in the spirit because um like the popular saying goes uh, every battle is won first in the spirit before it comes so the physical praise the lord praise the lord so um of course they have the confidence in going on but number three under that um uh the queen uh went 
as much as because she was the Bible says she was worried immediately she heard that uh, uh Mordecai was at the gate and in morning clothes so even despite the fact that she was uh in this kind of exalted position she still never forgot Mordecai who was a mentor her her griefs in Mordecai's grief was hers I mean she still respected him to that point so she I, I'm even su suspecting that she didn't even hear of the decree here. She didn't even get to know about the decree. And uh, we're going to go into that uh, in, in, in a couple of verses. And I'll, I'll show you, I'll prove to you. Because Haman really plotted this properly. So she went to, I mean, she she, she got the intimation. Like, why, why, why are you in trouble? I mean, and she went there, okay, I'm going to comfort you at least change your clothes first uh and then things like that but uh, that shows that she's she's someone that so a lot of us when we get to high places or positions of power we forget our roots we forget where we're coming from we forget those who were there for us who were there with us when we had nothing who were there with us when things were rough and i think as as believers as 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 christians as as human beings we should learn that uh, when things are smooth, we should not forget those who we started together. Praise the Lord. So let's go to verse 5. Let me just read verse 5 from here. Uh, we'll read the whole uh, chapter from verse 5 to 17 now. And uh, uh, we'll just take it one by one. Then Esther summoned Athak, one of the king's eunuchs, whom the king has appointed to attend to her another him to go to Mordecai and find out the issue and the issue what the issue was and why it has come what it had come about so at that so let's look at this now this is wisdom you don't just rush to act you don't just rush to act you don't just act because they are i mean you don't just act based on emotions uh wisdom wisdom will say that you take your time to find out what the exact situation is before we act. Uh, I promise not to interrupt. Let's just read everything. Uh, so Atta, uh, the eunuch went out to Mordecai uh, in the square front in the palace gate. Uh, Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money a man had promised to pay to the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Atash a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of the Jews. And he asked Atash to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Atash to direct her to go to the king and beg for mercy and plead for her people. So Athak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then told, then Esther told Atak to go back. Okay, hold on. Then he told Athak to go back and lay this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials, even the people in the provinces, know that anyone that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called me to come to him for 30 days. We'll come to this. I, this is really instructive. So Arthur gave uh, Esther's, Mordecai, Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent his reply. Don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape when all the Jews were killed. If you could keep quiet at a time as this, at a time as this, at a time as this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from elsewhere. Uh, but you and your relatives will die. I, I mean, I wonder who Oh, he's Israeli. I mean, Mordecai is Israeli. So, well, let's go ahead. I mean, Mordecai is her relative. He's, Mordecai is Esther's relative. So, who are the relatives that would die? He or Esther. Well, let's go ahead. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just as a time as this? Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai Go and gather all the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or nights, night or day. 
I am amazed, we also fast in the same way. When then I will come in to see the king uh, without being summoned, which is against the Lord. And, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did exactly as Esther has commanded. Okay, let's just uh, quickly, uh, in quick succession, because I have a lot of points to put out there in the next 30 minutes or so. But let's look at what's, what happened. So, number one, uh, what kind of, uh, uh, we should understand that the laws of Persia strictly confined wives, especially king's wives, because uh, the queen should have come and meet uh, uh, Mordecai. So, you should understand that this is, so this particular uh, eunuch was possibly uh, uh, one of the trusted allies or one of the trusted uh, uh, people uh, in Esther's court. So, uh, for, for so it, it seems that he could they could confide in this particular you know so for Mordecai not to have a direct access to to Esther so even despite the confines and things like that Esther still found a way to not not to forget where she's coming from and a lot of us do that these days I mean just forget uh, just look at the people you grew up with people you went to primary school with and just feel that ah uh, levels has changed. Please, uh, we don't close doors. Don't don't burn bridges. Don't break bridges when you cross them. So let's go ahead. Uh, point number one under this. Point number one. Uh, Esther went to find out particular particularly what was happening. And I've I've I've, I've looked. I mean, I've touched on this when I was reading. So we should when we when we when we see people mourning. Before we weep with them, we must know why they weep. That is wisdom. That is wisdom. So that we can know how to direct our prayers, direct our joys, direct our praises, direct our mourning. We should always inquire to know particularly and fully what the trouble is, which is a very great point um, Esther made here. So uh, number two, Monica sent the authentic report uh, and to her, I mean, this shows and gave her the, the copy of the decree issued in Susa. So, which means Esther was really not aware. And that's what happens to a lot of people in, in, in authority, people in high places. They are most times shielded from the reality, from the happenings. If a decree is sent to 127 provinces, if not for Mordecai, probably Esther will have just been drinking wine till. Someone just reveals that, oh, she's a Jew as well and she will die. Because that's the truth. The truth. Uh, if the code, if a decree of the king would kill Vashti, I mean, could send Vashti out of the palace, despite the fact that the king didn't want it, the king would have loved to forgive Vashti and just let things go uh, uh, under the carpet. But because the advisors reminded him, oh, there is a decree that says X, Y, Z, the queen is like, this is what should happen. So that decree held. And this is the same advisor that came to meet me. Ah, uh, King, we'll get you another wife. Don't worry. They would have repeated the same cycle to Esther. They would have. So um, it was, she was shielded. I mean, people in the palace were shielded. The same way the king was shielded from the real thing, that reality uh, that was happening. So um, let's avoid misinformation. Mordecai gave the authentic account of the whole matter. Point number three. Um, now, when she came back, uh, that please, oh, uh, this is a dangerous, this is a mission impossible you're asking me to do. This is a dangerous course. Uh, I may not be able to do this and things like that. Uh, a few sub points I want us to look at. Number one, what kind of a law is that kind? I mean, is it, trust me, is a stupid law. So apologies for my word, my choice of language. That's a very 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 crazy law number one it will make the king himself unhappy because it's more or less like he's in prison so it turns the king himself a melancholy king that everybody is, uh, is scared to see him it is also bad for his subjects because they don't know i mean i can go i can just enter the palace and the king is in a moody state so the subjects can't even come to the king and to, to help him settle matters. And I also feel it's a way of shielding the king from knowing the exact thing that is going on in these provinces. 
like people do say, people that people that are in power are not the real holders of power, but people in corridors of power. It is people in corridors of power that make laws like this, shielding the king, shielding the king. Thank God we have a king, a, 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 a God who we can boldly come to his throne. I mean, there's no restriction. There's no time that, oh, he's moody this time. He can't attend to me. So we can boldly come to his, his throne. So, I mean, it's bad for the king, bad for the subject, and also for their wives. Uncomfortable for their wives. And look at it. Look at this. The wives who are supposed to be, I mean, the closest to the king can't even go to the king uninvited. What kind of a stupid, like, rubbish law is this? So at this time, the king had not called for Esther for 30 days. Modeka, I mean, Haman has surrounded the king with wine. Remember the last verse of chapter 3. And also surrounded the king with concubines. So the king was enjoying himself, left his wife. It was a total strategy. So, I mean, this was... The, I expected that the law should even exempt the wife. At least let your wife be able to walk in at whatever mood you are. And probably just, like I said, is it wicked intent to shield the king from getting uh, 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 other perspectives aside the perspective of, of his advisors. So Esther asked to, to please be excused because... Uh, uh, in all fairness, I will, I will, I will, I will appreciate. I mean, I will understand her. I will understand with her. Uh, I will seriously understand with her. This is crazy. It's a suicide mission. So um, number two, at the case, the case at the present uh, is discouraging, um, but God who is the master strategist who is the greatest planner had done had arranged all this far 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 ahead of time far 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 ahead of time so um okay so esther was was neglected because of course it was even discouraging you know it is a it is a king that is the husband that has been uh looking for you wanting you that you can say oh, let me let me just go and pop in but the man has not even called for me in 30 days. I mean, I don't even know if he wants me. And you know, every woman will start thinking like that. What, what have I done? Things like that. So let's go. Number four. Uh, Mordecai insisted. Uh, and this is where we'll, we'll let's just zoom in a little bit here. Uh, Mordecai insisted that uh, you should go because uh, for quite a number of reasons. Number one, um, it is our course. I mean, it is a course uh, at this time. This is why this might just be uh, uh, why you are here. You are the closest to the king. I, I mean, you are you are the one we have there. I mean, so Mordecai still insisted. We'll never uh, uh, take no for an answer. Uh, but let's look at this. I think the wisdom here. For Esther, it's, it's better, I think it's better to expose yourself to die from the, from the hands of your husband than to die from the hands of Haman. So wait, you are still going to die if the decree comes to pass. But why not take a chance, go to your husband, let it be that, oh, it is because I came to greet the king go that made him kill me. I mean, that's wisdom. So that's a calculated risk there. But let's look at it. Um, Mordecai also told him that I, whether you do this or not, this deliverance will come. And that's faith. Mordecai is a huge man of faith. This deliverance will come from elsewhere. But you and your household, I think that's an emotional statement there because he's actually part of our household. You and your father's house will die. And he's, he's in his, Mordecai is in our father's house. But let's go. So, which means um, nobody is indispensable when it comes to the work of God. God will achieve his purpose, whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, whether we whether we we are we are whether we agree with it or not, God will achieve his purpose. So it is a 
it is a privilege for us to be used. It's a privilege for someone like me to be taking this Bible study. If I refuse to do it, God will raise someone else to do it. His mission, I mean, that purpose which he wants this thing to be done, will still be done because he is God. So, um, he reminded that this will be done. Number three, under that, for number four, uh, the C point there is saying, um, uh, if you if you run away because of cowardice, calamity will come to you. Uh, and that's that's explicit. You know, let me just go to uh, number four. And he said, probably you became a queen for such a time as this. If you see our all our, our positions, our career, our points in life, everything we do, if we see it from this from the point of view of divine providence. We see it from the point of view that I am here for a reason. I am here. I'm in this position because of the gospel, because of the church, because of destinies of people. Probably we'll see things in a different light. We'll be able to appreciate things in a different light. So a reminder that, that this is just divine providence in bringing you a village girl to become the queen. So you are bound in, in gratitude to this, to this service for God and his church. And I'm, I'm sent to tell someone today, that position you are, that promotion you got, that job you got, that business you're doing, it is for the same, it is for service to the church and to God. And also that divine providence, um, if God is the one that puts you there, even if you are risking your life, risking your career, risking things, write this down. If God designed you for it, it will bear you out and give you success. Because you didn't get there by your strength, by your, by your brain, God placed you there for this purpose. If God has placed you there, he designed you for that position and he will see you through and he will give you success. Success is coming someone's way today in the name of Jesus. So uh, it appeared that um, she came to the kingdom just to be an instrument of deliverance um, for the Jews. So God made Esther the queen. Um, so a lot of things that happen in our lives uh, because I just want to believe, like I, like you said in chapter one, that the king even regretted asking because the king was was drunk. How will you ask your wife to come and become public show? So he regretted asking Vashti to come and do that dance. But it is divine providence. A lot of things that happen in our lives that it is when the reason when we now in the future we just say the reason why God allowed this to happen is for this purpose it is until later 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 that we now be seeing the reason why god allowed things to happen so a lot of providence happens in our life that is unknown to us until the goal is accomplished so keep on holding on don't give up don't give up keep holding on so um so for this reason that this is not just coincidental that is why esther should actually uh uh, uh put herself and, and let herself be used by god at this time and i think that's just what one of the things that uh, entered her head and number five point number five our last point esther then resolved look at this that whatever it might cost her to apply to the king yes i'm going to apply to the king but first let me apply to god Yes, I'm going to push this proposal forward. But first, let me push the proposal to God. And a lot of things here. She had friends she could call to prayers. Who are your friends? Who are your circle of influence? Who is in your circle of influence? And the Bible says about Paul, uh, about, about Peter. When, when Jesus asked him to catch, uh, uh, have you caught anything? And I said, no. And launch into the deep. Uh, they caught a net-breaking uh, catch. And his neck, uh, uh, his neck began to break. 
the sheep put the, the fishes in the sheep they began they filled the sheep that they began to sing the other says he called on to his friends uh yeah we welcome our viewers uh, on telegram and on facebook thank you very much for always being here uh we had um, a great time last week even though um there was a bit of a glitch in terms of uh network but we thank you for uh, your feedbacks and thank you uh we had over a thousand listens and i mean that's that's great uh what's more humbling for me is that uh, about 33% of our listeners are in their 60s. Uh, I mean, it's so humbling. Thank you, sars and mas. Thank you, our fathers and mothers for uh, tuning in, always listening, and thank you for your feedbacks. I really, really do appreciate it. So let's go straight to business. Uh, Esther chapter 4, and that's what we're doing uh, today. But let's say a word of prayer uh, as we go ahead. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for being our God. We ask, Lord, that uh, you open our eyes and our hearts to understand your word tonight. That we'll be blessed and everyone listening uh, will be changed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's quickly go to... Um, Okay, just having a bit of a glitch. Okay. Okay. Apologies. Uh, okay, so let's let's just go straight to the point. Uh, Esther chapter four, uh, verse one. Esther chapter four, verse one. So I'm, I'm going to be reading. Um, the new uh, the new living translation i have uh, both the amplified uh, version and the new living translation um here so let me let's i'll, I'll just read from chapter uh, verses one to four then we'll come back um uh, and explain uh, some things from those verses so um uh, verse one when Mordecai learned about all that had been done so what had been done uh was um remember in chapter three that was the the plot of Aman. Uh, that was when uh, Aman just plotted that he's not he's, he's, he's going to kill this guy because uh, he refused to bow and wave and do rankadidi uh, as they do in some in the part of, in this part of the world in some part of the world. Uh, that means uh, your excellency or something like that. So because just because someone refuses to hail you, uh, because someone refuses to say hey or guard the top or whatever, uh, it's not enough to uh to only sack them from work or or transfer them or you're going to kill them i mean how heartless can be people be so when Mordecai heard of and the, the guy uh wrote a letter with his king's signature uh and 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 shared it across all region all their provinces and regions uh so when Mordecai heard about this uh he put on uh uh, uh sack loads and let's just read to verse four uh, and i will explain some things so he, he tore his clothes um, in mourning and put on sackcloth and ashes and went into the center of the city, cried out loudly and bitterly. He went only as far as the king's gate because no one was to enter the king's gate dressed in sackcloth. Each, in each and every province, the decree and law of the king reached. There was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, wailing, and many lay on sackcloth and ashes. Verse 4, when Esther's maids and her eunuchs came and told her what had happened, the queen was seized by great fear. She sent garments of clothes to Mordecai so he could, so he would remove his sackcloths, but he did not um, accept them. Okay, so let's just quickly uh, do a bit of a recap uh, or just uh, uh, some analysis about this. Uh, the whole chapter, the whole of, of, of chapter four, uh, I'm going to be discussing them under five uh, uh, major uh, topics or subtopics. Uh, number one, uh, the lament of the Jews. Uh, the number two, um, what ha what transpired between Esther and Mordecai. Number one, Esther uh, inquires into into the case and receives the exact thing that happened. You know, unlike some people who just 
uh, one of the lessons here is that we don't just jump into conclusion before we act. Wisdom requires you to go deep and get the exact thing that is happening. But we'll go into that. Uh, let me not jump the gun. And then uh, Mordecai, of course, uh, acts out to uh, uh, intercede with the king. Um, then number three, uh, Esther objected. I mean, we looked at we look at why she had to object it and what kind of law the king um, they, they, they have in that kind of a province. Uh, then Mordecai pressed on. And number five. Uh, Esther uh, went to do what she wanted to do, even at the risk of her life. And we see how this uh, affects us uh, as Christians uh, uh, here. And we see how, how God actually uh, works out the deliverance of his people. So, verses 1 to 4, um, general sorrow uh, of the Jews, Mordecai weeping bitterly, renting his clothes, uh, the Jews across all the provinces, uh, webs and, and things like that. So uh, that was just what happened in verse 1 and uh, also verse 2. Um, actually, um, one thing here we should know is that Mordecai was proud to associate with this unpopular um, decree publicly. Of course, he knew that, yes, uh, it was because of him. Uh, some other people have hid their faces in shame and things like that. But yes, even though it was mourning, it was it was it was nobly done publicly to know that yes, I am still for the for the righteous cause, and that's one lesson um, we could learn there. And uh, for us to also know that Mordecai was not a man who um, uh, uh, who who likes to break laws or break decrees. Uh, there was a law that nobody gets into the king's palace, nobody enters the palace with sackcloth. He obeyed that and stayed uh, outside the palace gates. So now, for you to understand that Mordecai was not just all about disobeying rules uh, because he didn't bow to Ammon. We, we said the last week that the reason why he's doing that is because it is against his customs and the worship of Yahweh, of God. Um, the Jews believe that the only person you bow to is God. So he wouldn't compromise that. And in our in our day to day work, in our in our offices, in our businesses, there may be things that that will make us to want to compromise our faith, not because we want to really be uh, disobedient or, or or disloyal, but when there's there's a saying, a common saying in, in theology that when culture meets, there's nothing bad, uh, there's nothing wrong in obeying culture, but when when scriptures clash with culture, culture bows. There's nothing wrong in, I mean, this is how we do in this part of the world, and you just do it. But if it contradicts the scripture, that culture should bow. So the same thing Mordecai was doing here, uh, in the case of Haman, uh, it is against the scripture. They are believed then as Jews to bow for anybody aside God. So no matter what is going to happen, it's not going to compromise that. But, I mean, wearing sackcloth and not entering palace was necessarily not uh, an anti-Jewish thing. So, that was still okay, and and, and he nobly uh, obeyed that. Uh, so now, and he kept his, his distance. So all the Jews, for number two under that one is that all the Jews, of of course, they were wailing and they were fasting, and that shows some. I mean, that shows, in my opinion, that's something great. It, when things were 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 were, I mean, there was no hope in, in front. I mean, there was no hope in sight, and the first thing they were to do was to fast. It's not as if they were, I mean, immediately it was by default that, oh, we're going to fast, we're going to pray. Because they, they understand that God is a prayer answering God. The God they serve is a God that answers prayers. Do we have that kind of response to things? Do we have a response of straight to prayers? The Bible says, let's read it again, verse 3. Verse 3, um, it says, and when the news of the king's decree reached all the provinces, there was a great mourning among the Jews. They fasted, fasted, wept, and wailed, and many people lay in ball up and ashes. So they forgot comfort. They went into fasting mode immediately. This should be our response. This should be the response of a believer to trials, to, ten, to, 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 to temptations. We go straight on our knees. We go straight to to to. To, to wrestle that in the spirit. Because, um, like 
the popular saying goes, uh, every battle is won first in the spirit before it comes to the physical. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, um, of course, they have the confidence in God. But number three on that, that um, uh, the queen uh, went as much as, because she was, the Bible says she was worried. Immediately she heard that uh, uh, Mordecai was at the gate and in mourning clothes. So, even despite the fact that she was uh, in this kind of exalted position, she still never forgot Mordecai, who was a mentor. Her, her griefs, Mordecai's grief was hers. I mean, she still respected him to that point. So, she, I, I'm even suspecting that she didn't even hear of the decree here. She didn't even get to know about the decree. And we're going to go into that uh, in, in, in a couple of verses. And I'll, I'll show you, I'll prove to you. Because Haman really plotted this properly. So she went to, I mean, she she, she got the intimation. Like, why, why, why are you in trouble? I mean, and she went there, okay, I'm going to comfort you. At least change your clothes first. Uh, and then things like that. But... Uh, uh, th that shows that she's she's someone that so a lot of us when we get to high places or positions of power we forget our roots we forget where we're coming from we forget those who were there for us who were there with us when we had nothing who were there with us when things were rough and I think as as believers as 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 Christians as as human beings we should learn that uh, when things are smooth. We should not forget those who we started together. Praise the Lord. So let's go to verse 5. Let me just read verse 5 from here. Uh, we'll read the whole uh, chapter from verse 5 to 17 now. And uh, uh, we'll just take it one by one. Then Esther summoned Athak, one of the king's eunuchs, whom the king has appointed to attend to her, and ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out the issue and the issue, what the issue was, and why it has come, what it had come about. So, at that, so let's look at this now. This is wisdom. You don't just rush to act. You don't just rush to act. You don't just act because things are. I mean, you don't just act based on emotions. Uh, wisdom, wisdom will say that you take your time to find out what the exact situation is. Before we act, uh, I promise not to interrupt. Let's just read everything. Uh, so, Atak, uh, the eunuch, went out to Mordecai uh, in the square front in the palace gate. Uh, Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money a man had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. Mordecai gave Atak a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of the Jews. And he asked Atash to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Atash to direct her to go to the king and beg for mercy and plead for her people. So Athak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then told then Esther told Atak to go back. Okay, hold on. Then he told Athak to go back and lay this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials, even the people in the provinces, know that anyone that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called me to come to him for 30 days. We'll come to this. Uh, this is really instructive. So Arthur gave uh, Esther's, Mordecai, Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent his reply. Don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape when all the Jews were killed. If you could keep quiet at a time as this, at a time as this, at a time as this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from elsewhere. Uh, but you and your relatives will die. I, I mean, I wonder who... Oh, he's Israeli. I mean, Mordecai is his relative. I mean, so, <laughs> but let's go ahead. I mean, Mordecai is her relative. He's, Mordecai is Esther's relative. So, who are the relatives that would die? He or Esther. But let's go ahead. Who 
knows if perhaps you were made queen for just as a time as this, then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather all the Jews that are present in Susa and observe a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days or nights. Night or day, I am a maid who also fast in the same way. When then I will come in to see the king uh, without being summoned, which is against the Lord. And, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did exactly as Esther has commanded. Okay, let's just uh, quickly, uh, in quick succession, because I have a lot of points to put out there in the next 30 minutes or so. But let's look at what's, what happened. So, number one, uh, what kind of, uh, uh, we should understand that the laws of Persia strictly confined wives, especially king's wives, because uh, the queen should have come and meet uh, uh, Mordecai. So, you should understand that this is, so this particular um, eunuch was possibly uh, uh, one of the trusted allies or one of the trusted uh, uh, people uh, in Esther's court. So, uh, for, for so it, it seems that he could they could confide in this particular eunuch. So for Mordecai not to have a direct access to to Esther. So even despite the confines and things like that, Esther still found a way to not not to forget where she's coming from. And a lot of us do that these days. I mean, just forget. Uh, I mean, just look at the people you grew up with, the people you went to primary school with, and just feel that ah, uh, levels have changed. Please, uh, we don't close doors. Don't don't burn bridges. Don't break bridges when you cross them. So let's go ahead. Uh, point number one under this. Point number one. Uh, Esther went to find out particular particularly what was happening, and I've I've I've, I've looked. I mean, we've, I've touched on this when I was reading. So we should when we when we when we see people mourning. Before we weep with them, we must know why they weep. That is wisdom. That is wisdom. So that we can know how to direct our prayers, direct our joys, direct our praises, direct our mourning. We should always inquire to know particularly and fully what the trouble is, which is a very great point um, Esther made here. So, uh, number two, Monica sent the authentic report uh, and to her. I mean, this shows and gave her the, the copy of the decree issued in Susa. So, which means Esther was really not aware. And that's what happens to a lot of people in, in, in authority, people in high places. They are most times shielded from the reality, from the happenings. If a decree is sent to 127 provinces, if not for Mordecai, probably Esther will have just been drinking wine till. Someone just reveals that, oh, she's a Jew as well and she will die. Because that's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, if they could, if a decree of the king would kill Vashti, I mean, could send Vashti out of the palace, despite the fact that the king didn't want it, the king would have loved to forgive Vashti and just let things go uh, uh, under the carpet. But because the advisors reminded him, oh, there is a decree that says X, Y, Z, the queen is like, this is what should happen. So that decree held. And this is the same advisor that came to meet me. Ah, uh, King, we'll get you another wife. Don't worry. They would have repeated the same cycle to Esther. They would have. So um, it was, she was shielded. I mean, people in the palace were shielded. The same way the king was shielded from the real thing, that reality uh, that was happening. So um, let's avoid misinformation. Mordecai gave the authentic account of the whole matter. Point number three. Um, now, when she came back, uh, that please, oh, uh, this is a dangerous, this is a mission impossible you're asking me to do. This is a dangerous course. Uh, I may not be able to do this and things like that. Uh, a few sub points I want us to look at. Number one, what kind of a law is that kind? I mean, is it, trust me, is a stupid law. So, apologies for my word, my choice of language. That's a very 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 crazy law number one it will make the king himself unhappy because it's more or less like he's in prison so it turns the king himself to a melancholy king that everybody is, uh, is scared to see him it is also bad for his subjects 
because they don't know. I mean, I can go. I can just enter the palace, and the king is in the moody state. So the subjects can't even come to the king and to to help him settle matters. And I also feel it's a way of shielding the king from knowing the exact thing that is going on in his provinces. Like people do say, people that people that are in power are not the real holders of power, but people in corridors of power. It is people in corridors of power that make laws like this. Shielding the king. Shielding the king. Thank God we have a king, a, 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 a god, who we can boldly come to his throne. I mean, there's no restriction. There's no time that, oh, he's moody this time. He can't attend to me. So we can boldly come to his, his throne. So, I mean, it's bad for the king, bad for the subject, and also for their wives. Uncomfortable for their wives. And look at it. Look at this. The wives who are supposed to be, I mean, the closest to the king can't even go to the king uninvited. What kind of a stupid, like, rubbish law is this? So, at this time, the king had not called for Esther for 30 days. Modeca, I mean, Haman has surrounded the king with wine. Remember the last verse of chapter 3. And also surrounded the king with concubines. So the king was enjoying himself, left his wife. It was a total strategy. So, I mean, this was... I expected that the law should even exempt the wife. At least let your wife be able to walk in at whatever mood you are. And probably just... Like I say, is it wicked intent to shield the king from getting um, 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 other perspectives aside the perspective of of his advisors? So Esther asks to to please be excused because uh, uh, in all fairness, I will I will I will I will appreciate. I mean, I will understand her. I will understand with her. Uh, I will seriously understand with her, this is crazy. It's a suicide mission. So, um, number two, at the case, the case at the present uh, is discouraging. Um, but God, who is the master strategist, who is the greatest planner, had done, had arranged all this path far, far ahead of time. Far, far, far ahead of time. So, um, okay, so Esther was, was neglected because, of course, it was even discouraging. You know, it is a, it is a king that is the husband that has been uh, looking for you, wanting you, that you can say, oh, let me, let me just go and pop in. But the man has not even called for me in 30 days. I mean, I don't even know if he wants me. And, you know, every woman will start thinking like that. What, what have I done? And things like that. So let's go on number four. Uh, Mordecai insisted, uh, and this is where we'll, we'll let's just zoom in a little bit here. Uh, Mordecai insisted that uh, you should go because uh, for quite a number of reasons. Number one, um, it is our course. I mean, it is our course. Uh, at this time, this is why this might just be uh, uh, why you are here. You are the closest to the king. I, can, I mean, you are, you are the one we have there. I mean, so Mordecai still insisted, will never uh, 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 take no for an answer. Um, but let's look at this. I think the wisdom here for Esther is, uh, it's better, I think it's better to expose yourself to die from the, from the hands of your husband than to die from the hands of Haman. So wait, you are still going to die. If the decree comes to pass but why not take a chance go to your husband let it be that oh it is because i came to greet the king go that made him kill me i mean that's wisdom so that's a calculated risk there but let's look at it um Mordecai also told him that i whether you do this or not this deliverance will come and that's faith Mordecai is a huge man of faith this deliverance will come from elsewhere but you and your household i think that's an emotional statement there because he's actually part of our household you and your father's house will die and he's in his father is in our father's house but let's go so 
which means um, nobody is indispensable when it comes to the work of God. God will achieve his purpose, whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, whether we whether we we are we are whether we agree with it or not, God will achieve his purpose. So it is a it is a privilege for us to be used. It's a privilege for someone like me to be taking this Bible study. If I refuse to do it, God will raise someone else to do it. His mission, I mean, that purpose which he wants this thing to be done will still be done because he is God. So um he reminded her that this will be done number three under that for number four uh, the c point there is saying um uh if you if you run away because of cowardice calamity will come to you uh and but that's that's explicit you know let me just go to uh number four and he said probably you became a queen for such a time as this if you see our all our, our positions, our career, our points in life, everything we do, if we see it from this from the point of view of divine providence, if we see it from the point of view that I am here for a reason, I am here, I'm in this position because of the gospel, because of the church, because of destinies of people. Probably will see things in a different light. We'll be able to appreciate things in a different light. So, a reminder that, that this is just divine providence in bringing you, a village girl, to become the queen. So, you are bound in, in gratitude to this, to this service for God and His church. And I'm, I'm sent to tell someone today, that position you are, that promotion you got, that job you got, that business you're doing, it is for the serve, it is for service to the church and to God. And also that divine providence, um, if God is the one that puts you there, even if you are risking your life, risking your career, risking things. Write this down. If God designed you for it, it will bear you out and give you success. Because you didn't get there by your strength, by your, by your brain, God placed you there for this purpose. If God has placed you there, he designed you for that position and he will see you through and he will give you success. Success is coming someone's way today in the name of Jesus. So uh, it appeared that um, she came to the kingdom just to be an instrument of deliverance um, for the Jews. So God made Esther the queen. Um, so a lot of things that happen in our lives uh, because I just want to believe, like I, like you said in chapter one, that. The king even regretted asking because the king was was drunk. How will you ask your wife to come and become public show? So he regretted asking Vashti to come and do that dance. But it is divine providence. A lot of things that happen in our lives that it is when the reason when we now in the future we just say the reason why God allowed this to happen is for this purpose. It is until later, 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 later. That will now be seen the reason why God allowed things to happen. So a lot of providence happens in our life that is unknown to us until the goal is accomplished. So keep on holding on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep holding on. So uh, so for this reason that this is not just coincidental. That is why Esther should actually. Uh, 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 put herself and, and let herself be used by God at this time. And I think that's just what one of the things that uh, entered her head. And number five, point number five, our last point. Esther then resolved, look at this, that whatever it might cost her to apply to the king. Yes, I'm going to apply to the king, but first, let me apply to God. Yes, I'm going to push this proposal forward, but first, let me push the proposal to God. And a lot of things here. She had 
friends he could call to prayers. Who are your friends? Who are your circle of influence? Who is in your circle of influence? Uh, the Bible says about Paul, uh, about about Peter, when when Jesus asked him to catch, uh, uh, have you caught anything? And I said no. I launched into the deep. Uh, they caught a net breaking uh, catch, and his net uh, uh, his net began to break. The sheep uh, put the, the fishes in the sheep. They began they filled the sheep that they began to sing. The Bible says he called on to his friends who had boats around to help him so that his sheep would not sink. Who are your friends? Who are his friends, his business partners have their own boats. Not just liability people that some of us put around us all. Can your friends stand in gap for you? Who are your friends? So she knew that by fasting and prayer, she will obtain favor from God. And then she will find favor for the king. Next week, we're talking about delving into favor because we see favor, favor, favor uh, in the whole of chapter 5. Favor, favor. We'll see it next week. But she, she went to look at the precursor. And remember in, in Proverbs 13 15 that good understanding breaths favor. Good understanding breaths favor. So she knew, she had that understanding that nothing happens on earth without the permission of God. So she went to apply to the king first. Opt, I mean, to God first. Obtain favor from God. Then she knows that, yeah, favor from man is easy. So she had her eye unto God in whose hands the king's heart are. So she knew that, yeah, um, of course, <laughs> it has to do with God. And his people are praying for are you praying people. Uh, so she told Mordecai um, uh, to go and meet all, everybody, call a solemn assembly in all the synagogues and things like that to pray for her. But look at the people. He said, me and my household too will pray. So I may not be able to come physically. The fact that I'm not there physically, we are doing the same thing in my house. And look at this. She had, so which means she surrounded herself with Jews. Or proselytes. Proselytes are non-Jews that believe in the God of Israel, in Yahweh. They're called proselytes. The same thing with the Ethiopian eunuch. All those ones are proselytes. They are not originally Jews, but they believe in the God of Yahweh. So she surrounded herself with Jews. She surrounded herself with fellow believers. Who are the people in your circle? The people in a household understood what it means to fast to the God of Israel. They knew, they knew what is at stake. So not that just that you're surrounded, you get to a place of power and you just shank everybody that you've been coming together. In the days of trouble, you will be alone. So she pulled people into the palace. She pulled people who could fast, who could join her in fasting. And look at it. So the fact that you, you're not seeing me in church or in your synagogue, because of the nature of my business, because the king will not allow me to leave the palace or for whatever reason, I am doing the same in the palace. And look at this. It could, she might actually be able to leave the palace, but it could be a, a strategy. Don't let the enemy know what we are doing yet. Don't worry. Let's do this codedly. You pray and fast in your, in your synagogues. Let me pray and fast. Probably if you had gone to the synagogue to pray, I identity would have been revealed to the public. A man would have been able to even further bypass her. At this time, nobody knew she was a Jew. Praise the Lord. So, and after the fast, she had look at the courage in her resolution. The courage in this resolution. That same thing. If God has brought me here, despite that I'm not supposed to be here, I know this is not according to the king's law. But I have sought God who has all the laws in his hand. And according to God's law, I'm going into that. And I want you to tell, I'm, I mean, I, 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 I'm telling someone today, this evening, that in as much as you have gone to appeal your case before God, who has the heart of the king in his hands, your case is settled. That thing you are, you are trusting God for is settled. Someone is still in, in a state of confusion. I can tell, I'm, I'm sent to tell you, apply your heart to fasting and prayer. Surround yourself with believers who can stand in gap for you, who can pray for you, and things will get settled and you will be favored. 
in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So do we have question? Any question uh, before we wrap up uh, with a word of prayers? Any question on Facebook or on Instagram? Okay, we don't have questions on Facebook, no question on Instagram. Let's just say a word of prayers uh, as we wrap up. Thank you for listening. I will send the podcast out uh, after this. And you can also take a listen to our podcast. God bless you. Uh, we can take the conversation further uh, across all social media platforms at Tolutopadada, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the same handle at Tolutopadada. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Let's say a word of prayers. Father, we thank you for you are a great planner, the greatest planner, the greatest strategist. For nothing happens in our life that is coincidental. Nothing happens in our life that is not planned and orchestrated by you. Father, we say be exalted in Jesus' name. Father, we ask, Lord, is there anybody going through a season of trial, a season of, of confusion? At this time, Lord, I pray that you will shine your light into the things we need to do at this time in the name of Jesus. I pray that in the name of Jesus, the heart of the king will soften for our sake at this time in the name of Jesus. The favor will go ahead of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Next week, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. That's going to be time we're delving to favor. Favor. If a man lacks favor, life will be hard for such a man. You don't want to miss next week. Next week, we're going to be delving deeply into favor. How this slave girl um, attracted so much favor. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Bye.